Welcome back, everybody, once again to your favouritest podcast in the entire world, as it is The Brink for the 99th podcast episode. And they said it wouldn't last. My name is Ben. And I'm Mallory. And are we excited to be here for episode 99 of I the podcast? I was thinking podcast. only it didn't last. Oh, you don't hate it that much, no, do you? I don't hate it that much. I mean, it's about our, I think, oh, 800th episode around about then overall, if you count all the other ones, but uh, yeah, no, 99, I'm pretty excited to be here, 99 not out, we're on Donald Bradman's uh, average pretty much, and uh, next week we'll be celebrating the big 100, which uh, we'll talk a little bit about at the end, but we're back, unfortunately, here in uh, Invercargill, and uh, how are you feeling this week? Does it feel like we even went away last week? Mm, not really. Not really? It's kind the of town that- hasn't changed. No, sadly. Um, I'm really starting to feel the need to leave. <laughs> I mean, look, I appreciate the fact that we're living in another country. First for me, it's kind of good, and I, I like the country of New Zealand. It's nice, but uh, nothing personal in Vicargo, but you're definitely not a city that I will want to live in after our tenure here. Uh, 18 months to go. But Poor in Vicargo. It has its charms, but yeah, when... You kind of actually miss Hobart, you know, you're probably in a smaller place. Um, before I get to some statistic things, um, d- did you learn anything with our Melbourne, you know, Grand Prix? I know we asked you that a few times on here last week, how you enjoyed it, but you've had a week to reflect on it now. Uh, how are you feeling about your first Grand Prix experience? The same as I was last week, I reckon. Yeah. I'm still so proud of little Stroll. Yeah, nights. Yeah, he definitely definitely has uh, gotten a few plaudits. Uh, a lot of people have uh, given him credit where credit is due. So I'm I'm glad that happened. And uh, you and I already had a bit of a discussion today about next year, thinking that uh, yep, you might. I've ta- been cut from the list. Well, because we just don't like you anymore. Apparently, um, no, it's more of a case of yeah, we sort of have a small little wedding to pay for, but. Um, We'll make our yearly trip the Canadian Grand Prix from 2021 onwards. But alas, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about uh, the Brink. We've got emergency questions come for you this episode and some other goodness. We've got Colin joining us again this week. Woo! Some extra Canadian for you. But I wanted to go through, we like to do this every now and then, some statistics of our listeners and where people are listening throughout the week. Um, you look a bit concerned there at the moment. I don't know what you're doing with your eyes there. Um, four countries listen to us during the week. Would you like to take a guess of what four countries listen to us during the week? Australia, New Zealand, Ukraine, and the States. You have two out of four. Uh, you are correct on the States and Australia. No one in New Zealand apparently listened to us during um, the week. Canada? Nope. Uh, Russia? Get, you won't get the other two. Uh, Sri Lanka? Nope. <laughs> uh, Arabia? Arabia's not a country. but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're kind of close. United Arab Emirates. Oh. Uh, is one in Spain, the other. Interesting. But looking it's at, all the Formula One. Well, looking at the most listened to places in terms of cities, the most listened to cities, 35% of our listeners during the week came from Launceston. I mean, I know it's kind of boring. Already? And there's not much to do there. But why are you listening to us? We hate you. We don't appreciate you. The only good thing about Launceston, besides the road to Hobart, is the fact you've got a poutinery now. I'm actually legitimately looking forward to going to Launceston when I'm in Australia in, in December. So... Um, other places, so we have uh, eight of the top ten are all from the US. We have a place called Antioch, uh, 12% of listeners. Now, I don't even know where that is. I think we need to do a quick little Google of where Antioch is. Have you ever heard of Antioch at all? 
Nope. Nope. Not it's, me. A, it's a city in California. There you go. There you uh, go. Bayshore, Dublin, uh, not the Irish city, the uh, city in the USA. Bridgewater, not the suburb of Hobart, but in the USA. Los Angeles, Dallas, Lorraine, and Port Arthur. Again, not Port Arthur, Tasmania, but Port Arthur in the USA. And Coogee in Australia. Coogee. Number 10. Interesting that Launceston, well, why do you think Launceston want to listen to us? I don't know. Want to know what life is like outside of the dump? I mean, you you yep. hate Launceston too, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Oh, we're sitting in Tasmania. Well, yeah, that's true. I would easily do that. But uh, a big, big hello to all our Antioch listeners, our listeners in Spain and the United Arab Emirates, which has been interesting. Uh, what are you reading over there, Mallory? You don't want to know. I Just do want to know. No. You? no, you have to tell I'm me now. I'm reading a thing about how women's bodies change in their 40s. Not that this applies for me for another almost 20 years. And why are we reading (laughs) about why women's bodies change in their 40s? It came up on my um, timeline on my Facebook and it looked interesting. So is there anything interesting that you wish to tell us? Not really. It's kind of a crappy article. (laughs) Alright, well, speaking of crappy, let's move into our next segment. (laughs) That part of the show where I get a little bit nostalgic by pressing this button. Flashback. It's the nostalgic part of the show. Continuing to play best bits from the year that was 2014, the best of 2014. And the segments that you're going to hear without any further explanation. German selfies, Mad Doggy Dog, Poo Makes Lisa Gormley Nervous, and Clive Palmer, Five Questions. Sit back, strap yourself in for Enjoyment Central. Well, as we discovered, of course, Marcus, on Friday, Mexican uh, president, he's uh, Mexican Jim Carrey. Uh, Who is he? <laughs> he looks so much like Jim Carrey. I have to find a picture for you. But uh, the one that I love the most, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers before I even saw what this happened, German Chancellor Angela, uh, Angela yes, she Merkel. went out partying with she people She went out Brisbane. on Friday night to German pubs and started taking selfies. Like, <laughs> that is politicking done right. Now, now, anybody who doesn't know too much about the dear old German Chancellor, now, she she's very supportive of her national soccer team, and I'm very supportive of the German... The Mannschaft, the Mannschaft, as they're called, not the Mannschaft. That's where people like. That's what happened to Beaconsfield. The, the German, whatever it is, for the national team. Okay, I can't speak German. But during the World Cup, after like every single match that she would attend, she would go into the room and just take selfies with the players. And then when they won, she's there like drinking with the players and getting selfies with the World Cup. Like Tony Abbott, this is where you're going wrong. This is what you should be doing. You should be connecting with the electorate. Unlike John Prescott in England who when he connected with the electorate, he decked a bloke because someone threw an egg at the back of his back. Well, his head. Look, look, maybe that's a bit too far. But, like, look, say what you want about Kevin, right? He got selfies with the revelers. Like, Julia Gillard, she got sandwiches thrown at her and she fell on her face, you know. <laughs> Which was hilarious. She'll be endearing in one day. But, like, Tony Abbott, like, he can't even get the name of our Socceroos captain right. He got that <laughs> wrong during the World Cup. Uh, you know, he, he gets everything. He does these awkward three-pronged handshakes. He, he looks like he's trying to be a tough guy the way he walks. Like he, he used to be a boxer, so good on him. So maybe you could stand a little bit with with Putin. This is what? where this is where Tony Abbott would win the voters. He needs to go out like on a Saturday night, like somewhere. I was going to say Oxford Street in Sydney, but I don't think you'd see Tony Abbott at Oxford Street. Uh, <laughs> Kings Cross. Go down to the cross, Tony. Uh, you know, take selfies with some people. Can I put you on the spot completely? Could you drop us a verse of your favourite song? Oh, God. Um, oh. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. 
Do you remember that one? No, I don't. I, 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 I don't know okay. if I know Are that you one. out of breath? <laughs> Look, I'm 65 years old, but Ben, trust me, I'm not a stoner. <laughs> oh, I woke up in the new Bugatti. <laughs> I woke up in the new Bugatti. Did you get that? I did. I did. <laughs> and look, waking up in a new Bugatti is good, but if you don't have any keys, <laughs> then where? You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no keys. Yeah. Well, uh, wow. I just, I just love it, Ben. That is I love fantastic. It. And, when, and when I go to the gas station to fill up my uh, my big black Avalanche <laughs> truck. Um, I've got the windows down, and and uh, my speakers are just pumping out the hip-hop. <laughs> and folks turn around and take a look at what's driving that and has that in their vehicle, and their jaws drop. <laughs> a lot of jaws are dropping right now, so uh, I can imagine. You think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> First. Uh, let's go with Lisa Gormley. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I pay very little attention. <laughs> yeah. It's... I think it's probably I don't know, just a scrunchy fold scrunch. I don't oh, sit there and fold it because that would just take time. Yeah. I have a friend now. Yeah, you have a friend. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> it does. It takes forever. It's all like, I haven't tried it, but it's like... But Bianca, I... Four pieces? Four pieces. What are you wiping? Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Pooh makes me nervous. <laughs> well, well, you're about to go save, help save the Tarkine, so you've got to tell him exactly. off for uh, wasting too much time. My dad would have a heart attack. Wait, wait Pooh makes you nervous. So if you're walking down the street oh, and there's like, and there's like oh. dog poo, there's like dog poo, and you're like, That's oh, my God, what is it? Oh, oh this, is, this has turned very interesting. I, I'm guessing... Well, I'll, I'll let you answer as Bianca. What do you think Bianca would do? I don't do? know. Bianca's never been to the toilet. <laughs> How did I get around that? I've never had that experience of being Bianca going to the toilet, so I would not know. That is the best answer I've ever had for that question. <laughs> Bianca doesn't go to the toilet. Well, I don't think you've asked anyone well, about their act, act, act. What character? I have actually. I've asked characters about what their characters would do, and they. But I've never had them like say they don't go to the toilet. Well, I've but, never done the scene. Well, so. that's true. Well, even on Twenty Four, which is well, real time, they don't go to the toilet go. as well. Home and away screenwriters <laughs> get Bianca to go to the toilet. Yeah, it's She's been like four years. She hasn't gone to the bathroom, yeah. folks. Uh, Christian She's clogged up. She's. <laughs> 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 I mean, we knew she was uptight. I'm going to be watching that tonight and just thinking, she's busting to she go needs, right now. Needs some fibre in her life. That's why she's crying so much, because she needs to go to the toilet. <laughs> she gets married so many times, so I'm just going to get it out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know finish these questions. We've just seen the Winter Olympics. We like to kind of get a vibe, and we might get a completely different answer to you here, Clive. Who would win in a curling match between Lara Giddings, Nick McKim, and Will Hodgman? Well, I think that, um, you know, um, Will Hodgman seems to be the most person to slide the furthest on the ice. Um, <laughs> because um, we know Laura's treading on thin ice at the moment. We know that uh, the other guy would like to be under the water with the green green algae. So it's a very difficult between the three of them, really, isn't it? You know? <laughs> You'd win it. You'd win it, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd probably win it with a nice... Uh, Nice, well-placed ball. Yes, it? yes. Now, uh, we sort of ask each of our candidates on the show how many election signs they've got out there in community. I've seen tons out there of the Clive Park, and the yellow signs really stand out there in the community. Have you seen many of them whilst you've been driving around Tasmania? Oh, yeah. and you thought, yep. I have. I mean, what's most important about the signs 
and our billboards that we got is the message. You know, it's not the signs, it's saying that we've raised the flag and we want a bit of Tasmania, and I think they've been effective. Mm, very much so. Quit- of course, the Liberals have got a lot of blue ones, but, you know, yeah. I don't think they say much. Very much uh, a lot of uh, Matt Groom ones in Denison, and there's a giant one on our Hobart showgrounds, which people, I think there needs to be a bigger one next to it. So if you've got time in two days, Clive, put a giant yellow one up there. Of uh, We should, we should. Yes. Uh, question number three. Now, uh, I'm sure you'll be giving lots of uh, speeches out there and uh, me your interviews on election night. We're trying to put a challenge out there. How many times do you think you can fit the word brink into any of your uh, speeches on Saturday night. What's a brink, is it? Yeah, that's the name of the show. So the word brink. I will, I will, we'll certainly get some brinks in there, don't worry, you know. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how we go. We might be the champion brinker of the night. Hey, you know? that works very well. we find that Tasmanians are on the brink of extinction <laughs> with the Liberal and Labor parties. Yes. And we want to bring them back from the brink of extinction. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, our last two questions, sort of question number four, is actually very much related to the Palmer United Party. We've been asking our candidates what they would name uh, a political party because we think Palmer United sounds very much like a, a soccer team, a football team, but I don't need to ask you that question because that's your party. No, well, no, no. We, we would name our party United Australia Party, and you know, then we tend to change our name back to the roots we had in Tasmania. It was just that the Liberals tried to stop us at the last election doing that, and they've now got the train mark. So in the future, we will be the United Australia Party, reflecting the fact that the party was founded here in Tasmania by Joseph Lyons, reflecting the fact that Billy Hughes, who was a leader of the United Australia Party, former Prime Minister of Australia, his granddaughter is a member of our party. My father worked with them uh, when he was with Radio 7 UV in Tasmania, and, and uh, we, we think Tasmania led the nation, and they can do it again. Mm, exactly. Well, the final question for you today, Clive Palmer. When, uh, Clive, when the Palmer United Party win government, we're very positive, uh, here on Saturday night, what's the first thing you're going to do on Saturday night? What's the first thing you're going to do on Sunday morning to celebrate? Well, I think I'd kiss my wife would be the first thing I'd do, you know? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a wonderful girl, and I love her very much. I'd give her a big kiss and give my kids a cuddle. Brilliant. And, uh, and then think of what can we do to make Tasmanian blast better in the shortest possible time. Ooh, welcome back to the brink as myself and Mallory sit on the couch. I will say that we are recording this whilst watching Calgary play Vancouver. And uh, what's the score currently right now, Mallory, when it comes to this uh, game? That's right, Calgary. Winning 2 nothing against Vancouver. Uh, it's our part of the show where we ask emergency questions. I feel like we should have an introduction, but we don't. Uh, of course, uh, we Richard Herring wrote 500 of these in a lovely little book. And we have so far gone... We're at the halfway point. We've asked 260 of them now, so we've got 240 to go. Not going to ask them all today. We're going to ask through questions 261 through to 280. Are you excited? So excited. All right. 261. Have you ever fallen victim... To a con man. Oh, and Vancouver just scored. Go get fucked. Um, Have you ever fallen victim to a con man? No. Have you? Well, I mean, I'm not really a victim as such when it comes to that guy stealing my details, am I? I Ah, true, true. I mean, he's got my license ID, but that was just down to me being stupid and posting that on social media. So... I haven't really lost anything outside of the annoyance of getting like 50 messages a day saying, hey, someone's stolen your ID. Um, so, yeah, I mean, actually, have I fallen victim to one though? No, no, I don't think I have. 262. Who can you never forgive? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm holding any grudges. Oh, this guy I went to Bible school with, actually. He was a jerk. What did he do? Um, He basically, like, made us not friends and accused me of being, like... Not liking Jesus? Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was just, like, 
we were really good friends and then we weren't friends at all and it was just dumb. But why? Like what happened? He he was in a serious committed relationship to not his wife, who he has a baby with now, and I was in a serious committed relationship with well, I am not married, so I can't say not my husband, but not my fiance now. Anyway, um but like we were really, really good friends and then one day he was like, Oh, you like me and I was like, Uh, what? No I don't. We're friends, like we've known each other for however many months we've been living together and this was like maybe a month and a half before we all left bible school and i was like are you actually kidding me right now and then we basically have never talked again and i went to his wedding and got drunk at it and it was a dry wedding so that's pretty exciting dry wedding meaning there's no alcohol how does that work i brought my own alcohol okay yep that's pretty great um i'd have people that i can never forgive um, but unlike you, I probably have a few that I would go through, but I'm sure you could probably guess a few of them, but, uh, yeah, we'll just go with that. that. We'll just go with that. Hello to those people. Uh, 263. What gives you the right? <laughs> I'm a woman. Touche. Yep. That's pretty valid answer. Um, <laughs> I don't have the right cause I'm a straight white male. So I, I have the least amount of right to go in any form of debate like that anymore i'm not saying i don't have any rights i'm saying when it comes to conversation of that nature uh two six four what has been what? what has been your least enjoyable experience of food poisoning i don't think i've ever had some food poisoning i have it's not fun um yeah i i mean it's the last probably two occasions, and I feel like I'm going to jinx myself by saying this, but the last two times I have like been legitimately sick, not just like, oh, I've got a headache or, you know, like, I mean, I missed a couple of days of work at the end of last year because I had a headache and all that sort of stuff, but like I was fine. I really could have gone to work, but, you know, I didn't want to go to work at the time. Um, but the last two times I've legitimately been like, okay, I can't get out of bed sick uh, was both to do with food poisoning and basically it was... I think actually they were both on a Sunday night, funnily enough. It's probably my dad's cooking. Um, and basically, yeah, it kind of it hits you at about like 10, 11 o'clock. You feel really rubbish and you just stay up all night, basically liquid coming from both ends. And you just... That's actually gross. It's about a 24-hour period of, you know, you kind of get rid of it all from one system and then you kind of lay down and you think, okay, it's gone, it's gone. And then it takes all of 10 to 15 minutes where it's like, oh, God, I've got to go again. Uh, it's not fun. I do not recommend it. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe on some people. But, again, that maybe ties into question That's 262 uh, and Vancouver Canucks if they win this game. Um, all right. 265. How do you spell diarrhea? And why do I have to look it up every time I write it down and still don't believe that's how you actually spell it, even though, uh, even when the dictionary says it is? I can see it right in front of me. So Okay, I- I'm pretty sure it's D-I-A-H? Nope. D-I-H-A? Nope. D-I... Where's the H? Uh, not anywhere near where you're saying right now. D-I-A... D-I-A... Double R. Double R. H. H-E-A? O-E-A-E. O-E-A. Oh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't very close. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, two socksy socks. What age do you think you have to be to be old? Don't say 32. <laughs> I was going to say your age. <laughs> I'm going to remember that when you turn 32. Um, I mean, it's a, 
I don't know. Like, that was a very lovely sound. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it is, it's a cliche to say you're only as old as you feel. But, like, I kind of agree with that statement because if you had have said to 18-year-old me, oh, when you get to 32, you know, you're going to feel pretty much exactly the same as you did when you are 18, I wouldn't believe it. You think, you mentally think that, like, I still think sometimes, like, oh, I can't wait till I grow up. Until I'm an, and then I realise, oh shit, like I'm you 32. Are grown up. So it really is a thing that I don't think you ever mentally feel like you're old. But if I had to give an age, look, I reckon when you get to 40, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's no real going back from 40. Like you can still achieve a lot and do things by the time, and you can achieve things in your 40s. I'm not saying you can't, but there are certain things you can't do when you get to that age. I don't know. My new favourite sentence is, you're only as old as a woman you feel. So, um, I'm 23. So, <laughs> you're terrible. Uh, you don't have an answer to that? Or you've already just been a dick and answered my age? Cool. Yep. 267. Oh, God, this is kind of relevant. We played this the other day. What is your high score in a game of Yahtzee? And what do you mean you don't know? What kind of person doesn't know that? An idiot. I don't know. Uh, Over 150. Yeah, we got like in the 200s the other day on the plane, didn't we? We were playing this Yahtzee game on the back of our I seat. I you never played Yahtzee before. What do you mean I played Yahtzee before? I used to play Yahtzee growing up with my dad. But why are you calling it this Yahtzee game? Well, I meant like it was like a Yahtzee game as in like it wasn't like Yahtzee Yahtzee. It was like a computerized Yahtzee. It was computerized Yahtzee. computerized. That's what I meant. Jesus, what do you think I am? Uh, I'm old, remember. Uh, how are you... Sorry, no. Who... Are you surprised? Never got you treed. I don't know what that means. I also don't know what that Rich means. Rich says redacted, oh, redacted. Okay, don't understand that. Uh, 269, what is your favourite colour? Have we not already... I swear he keeps asking that. I think this is the third time. Yeah. No, it is. It's about the third time. I say purple or green every time, and then you always correct me and say, isn't it that bluey, tealy colour? Yep. Yep. And then I always say, do you know what mine is? And you kind of look at me and then you go red. Red. Uh, 270. Who do you most regret not getting off with when you had the chance? I have no idea. I don't have an answer to that question. I'd have a couple. (laughs) Alrighty, moving on. Me naming them is not really going to influence much in this conversation. Not puppies. Uh, (laughs) 271. Why why can't we live for... It's National Puppy Day, okay? Can we just focus on the fact that we're recording right now? That but would it's be National crap. Puppy Day. 271. Why can't we live forever? Because that's not the way life works. It's not the way the human beings work. Uh, I think we're genetic organisms that have an expiry date. And very good. Um, that might change one day. Who knows? 272. Do you remember Spangles? No, I don't know what a spangle is. Me neither. Aren't they those, like, um, there's something you wear, aren't they? Like, aren't they the things on your legs? That What? Are they are the things around your wrists or on your legs? A bangle. No, spangles. A bangle are the things on your wrists. No, but aren't spangles like the, the ankle things? Are you Googling this for me right now? Spangles. I'm having difficulties spelling. S-P-A-N-G-L-E-S. Spangles. Um, a brand of boiled sweets. Oh, no. Um, uh, Rich says, if the person laughs and says yes, as that's an original observation, then punch them in the face until they bleed. Um, <laughs> that's a bit rude, but funny. Fast food chain? <laughs> 
Now, uh, a t- small, thin, often circular piece of glittering metal, metal or other material, used especially for decorating something, used especially for decorating garments. Two seventy three. Now, I remember asking this question to Dakota, and the fact that he answered this very quickly disturbed me. Like, even though the question is asking for a disturbing answer. What is the most offensive thing that you can think of? <laughs> I don't know. You can. You just don't want to say it. No, I don't really have any thoughts on this. I'm not an offensive human. D- Dakota literally, I think, answered really quickly, like, sometimes women deserve rape or something like that. And I was like, oh! Whoa! And I'm like, and he's like, well, you asked me to think of something def- uh, offensive. Like, you said that way too quickly. Like, way too quickly. Um... Yeah, I mean, I told you a pretty offensive joke off air that Ricky Gervais yes, told. Yes, that's... I, yep. Not going to say that on air. Watch Ricky Gervais stand up. You will see it. And look, I honestly can think of a lot of offensive things. Just listen to half of the podcasts I've done in my life. You'll find something, me saying something at some point. Uh, 274. Have you ever been infested and by what exactly? No. Um... Uh, Rich says, in my first shared house in London, we had a wasp's nest in the loft. I think we had... Yes, Carrie Scott! Woohoo! Sorry. You scared me. Sorry, I just... I looked up as they were getting a goal. You little beauty. Um, we... <laughs> you enunciated that so well. I think we had bees at once. We had like a bee's nest in our house at one point from memory. Oh, I had ants in my car, that silver car. I've told you about that when I bought that uh, beautiful yes, car. Yes, Oh, what did. a nice car that was. Uh, it was infested with ants. So I got free airport parking out of it, so that was good. Um, who would win in a fight? King Kong or King Dong? King Kong? Who's King Dong? I'm assuming a giant penis. Oh. But King Kong would have a giant penis. So would then King Dong have a giant ape? No? Have you ever seen King Kong? No. Groundbreaking cinema. You Like, it's it's... I mean, it's a movie that you watch and you kind of laugh at the special effects, but you've got to understand that was made in, like, the 30s. And, you know, imagine what you would have thought in the 1930s when you saw a movie of that nature. Uh, King Kong, yes, because he's got teeth and King Dong only has balls. 276, have you ever taken a lie detector test? No. I've taken one of those, like, ones. used to be, like, the phone apps, and they used to pretend like they were lie detector things, but obviously they weren't. I would love to take a lie detector test. I think it would be cool. I think it would be fun. Um... 277. Have, <laughs> have you ever done a poo that is so impressive that you've taken a photo so you can show the world? And did you consider sending the picture to the Guinness Book of Records? No. I have, uh, but I didn't take a picture of it. There used to be that. I've, I've talked about this before on the show. I know I have because we've asked this question before. Uh, there used to be that website, ratemypoo.com. And literally people would take a photo of their poo and you had to rate it out of one and between one and ten. That is disgusting. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Two seventy eight. Which was your favorite McWurter twin? I don't know what two I... of those are. Joe. Uh, yes, sure. Rich says Norris, though I like it's like choosing between Hitler and Satan. I choose Hitler. Okay, two more. Two more to go today. Would you rather have fingernails made out of ten? Well, sorry, made out of one p pieces, or one pence pieces, or a nostril that could do an uncanny impression of Anne Robinson? 
the Anne Robertson one, even though I don't know who that is either. Yeah, NB, the one piece could be taken off and spent as legal tender, but will take oh. a week to grow back. So I'm essentially asking if you'd rather have 10p a week or be able to make people think that Anne Robertson was hiding um, somewhere in the vicinity. Actually, if each fingernail oh was made out of one pence, yeah. so then 10 pence, 10 pence a week, heck yeah. Well, it's like 10 cents a week. Yeah, but after a year, you would have... But you'd always go off metal detectors, wouldn't you? Oh, well. (laughs) All right. uh, Last question for today. Would you rather have an enema or an enemy? What's an enema? Um, I want you to Google that one right now and look at the pictures. (laughs) You don't know what an enema is. Let's just say that when you have a child, you'll probably have to have an enema first. Enema is when they stick a tube up your bum and basically suck the poo out of you. That's disgusting. Like you have to get. I don't want to Google that. (laughs) That's why I thought I would leave that. I'd rather have an enemy, and I probably have enemies. I would agree. I really am not hopeful (laughs) in my life that I would get an enema ever. Again, but you will have to one day. Unless you have a C-section, though. I don't think you need to. Because yeah, like, you think about just, it. Please stop talking about When you're about pushing this. out a baby, you're pushing yeah, no, down you there. Poo, and, yeah. and you poo, yeah. It's very common for women to poo. Yeah, my mum used to always talk about how she had to have enemas before she gave birth. That's I was like, thanks, mum. disgusting. Always wanted to. Can we please stop talking about we've, this? We've run out of questions for today. Okay, let's move on to the next segment Alrighty. Then. Thank you very much for filling in the gaps. Literally. <laughs> Part of the show where I get to press a button and get a little bit happy. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the Lyrics. Classic moments of Forget the Lyrics. And we're going through these quite well. Nearly getting to the end of uh, playing all of these in the history. So you're going to have to keep tuning in to the Better Mouth Variety Hour on Radio Southland to hear the new ones. This week's uh, best of ones that you're going to hear of, or at least the ones that I think are best of worthy. you got Viva La Vida by myself. Wake me up from me. Wake me up before you go-go from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wake me up when September ends by myself and Josh. Walking on a dream by Dakota and myself. And Walking on the Sun by Dakota and myself, which generally means a good one, if I'm not mistaken. I used to walk through Glenorchy. It was the best thing to do on a Saturday. I went to the bus mall and saw Bill. He said, Hey, gum, Ben, here, have a pill. That worked and right. Josh, you meant to be background singing. We started that last week, remember? That's better, that's better. Bill said to me, go over there. So I went over there and saw the bush. And I looked at the bush and I said, oh, that's a nice bush. But I'm going to go down the main road. It's so nice here in Glenorchy. As they once said, it's the place to be. But then I saw something else down the street. It was called Moona. I went from Glenorchy to Moona on the bus Saw lots of people, I didn't make a fuss Then I saw lots of shops I went in and bought some Alco Pops I said to Kevin Rudd, don't tax me on them Because I like to drink them, my name is Ben And I'm bald today 
And that's when I walk through Glenorchy. Good guitar playing there, Lauren, you're doing well. I Yep. It's nearly April, Gate, and the weather is still warm. It shouldn't be that warm anymore. It's a real pain in the bum. Is it winter yet? No, it's not. It's only autumn. I can't stand this heat. The pools and beaches around Hobart still have people on them. So make sure that the weather is colder. Stick a freezer on Mount Wellington. It's really bad this time if you know that ice cream is still selling at Muir's. And then it's really bad for the heater companies. They can't sell a heater anymore. So instead, buy that stupid little ice cream ball things that I was trying to explain before, which we actually found on the website, and they were quite garbage, and Lauren agreed with me. <laughs> this is like a really weird-sounding instrumental part. Oh, this is the part where you're meant to dance, which you can't really do. No. It doesn't no. quite carry over the radio. No. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Like, this is... This is really bad instrumental. There are some instrumentals that sound all right. There's some There's some that it can improve it, and there's just some songs that you look at or listen to, and it's like, no, it was never meant to be instrumental. It sounds like a cross between elevator music and <laughs> something you would hear on, like, a one of those random CDs, which are real. Uh, <laughs> all right. So much lyrics in this song. <laughs> I went to the freezer last night. There wasn't any ice cream in it. Because it is March and not December. And I had just binned it all. The weather company kept saying to me... It's not really a company, is it? It's like a scientific department. Uh, They said, Ben, just get used to the weather because it's 2014 and there's global warming. But is there really global warming? Tony Abbott says there isn't. He'd rather knight people and give them dame stuff and not worry about Hobart being too hot. So it's Weathergate on the program. Lauren hates the use of the word gate. So I say gate to her gate at the gate that you should shut the gate now, yes. Shut the gate now, yes. This is meant to be about weather, not gates. It's time to wrap this up right now and go hang out with my mates. I put the sheep into the car We drive down to the gym so we don't go far We then go down to the thing And then I lift and I lift and it goes ba-ba And then take Ben to the gym And then he loses boobies and he loses gut He comes out looking like me He looks at me He walks down the beats and starts 
thank you, Arnie, for all you've done For making me feel like the morning has come Make me happy with my lady Then I go to the gym every day Don't eat the chicken, cause it is bad Makes me go from an egg to a lad Then I go lift some cows And go from cows to your mama's pie I'm gonna eat that pie And then go to the gym then we go to Josh's house where there is a nice pool table. We hit a few games of pool and drink some water cause water is good. Then we eat all the sheep. We go to the farm and get some more. And then we go back to the gym. We sit there and lift. Hippo, hippo, hippo. Go to the gym with Ben and Josh and Arnie as well. Cause it's very funny. Cause we miss Danny DeVito. Cause he's cool and he's like my short albino. Yes, he is. Not Dabino, I just said it cause I rhymed with the song This is I singing Wake Me Up Before You Go, Go It warms up, there we go, okay, sorry, 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 my bad Freaks me out the technical difficulties of it <clears throat> Autumn has come at last The hot cyclone We hit our last night Wake me up when the wind stops blowing Like my father's green lawnmower and the roof as well Everything's in next door neighbour's yard As well is the dog it went two blocks down the street the cyclone hit our path again coming who we are makes no sense the lyrics here is this is a song for the cyclone that hit Hobart the other night. Nice save there with the fantastic little high pitchness. Thanks. I'm just trying to dish you out before I sing. That's it. That's it. It gets it gets heavy now. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh. This is where it gets emotional. This is this. <laughs> I, this is out to the people of Hobart. Autumn is here right now in Hobart, but yesterday you would have thought it was something else. Wake me up when the cyclone ends. The cyclone was called Cyclone Anthony, but we didn't really think it was like my ex-co-host because it wasn't as mean and as exciting, apparently. Here comes the wind again, falling from wherever wind falls from. See the debris and bodies fly as the blood goes everywhere. 
as my memory tries to remember the last time we had a cyclone this big. I can't remember that far back because maybe I don't look like a pig. Wake me up when the lyrics end. One Olympic gold Didn't think I would I stood there on the podium Holding my flowers Sometimes I forget that I am not wearing underwear Because I wake up without time to spare The uh, sometimes So I unzip my shirt and put the zipper down Staring all of what's in front of them. Um, it's real now. Um, my underwear is gone. I could swear I put some on. Yep. Go. Okay. <laughs> Instrumental 12 seconds. Good effort. I'll I'll take that. You did well. On the victory lap Undoing my suit Remembered what I sung before Not wearing underwear I'm skating round the rink Now people are looking at my butt Now my butt Now I'm embarrassed about it Hanging out, hanging out I don't care I won an Olympic medal on the ice Russia loves me because I'm so cool in front of them I'm skating On the ice with my bum hanging out I've just won the medal But my bum is hanging out Do I care now? I mean I could get frostbite But my bum's out And that is because I really had a fight (laughs) You had a fight? I was about to yell then I realised that I was actually in a microphone so... <coughs> it ain't no joke, Donald Trump has been kicked off a United flight airline thingy, magic, it's plain. He, I don't know why, but he got kicked off. Maybe that's because he is an idiot with a wig and big fat cheeks because he eats too much McDonald's, obviously, I don't know, maybe he eats more than that, but he is very big and he is an idiot because he just blows stuff up all the time, so don't, uh, just kick him off the plane and then, um, look, I don't know the background behind this topic so I can't sing very well about it yeah so Ben of you wow that was um 
Interesting. When he got elected in the month of November, the world said, hey, this really isn't good. So Donald Trump said, I will fly on the United plane and not Air Force One because I am not a bum. He jumped on the plane and said, what's up? Then the people said, hey, you're Donald Trump. You shouldn't be on here. Bugger off. And he said, no, I am Donald Trump and that is fake news and sad and I'll blow up you like that guy called a sad. So get off my plane, you are Donald Trump. I'm going to drag you off the plane, give you a bloody nose and lip and then you will get angry and say lots of stuff. But who gives a stuff? Because nobody likes Donald Trump. Uh, you? You want to? Yeah. Essentially, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> can I just point out, that's a pretty rubbish song to do yeah. a thing to. It's kind of lame. Smash Mouth. Stick to your all-star! Now I know the background of what actually happened. I might be able to sing a bit about it. So from what I understand, Donald Trump got elected, then got on a plane and then got kicked off because they didn't like him. They just really didn't like him because 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 he was Donald Trump. So they told him to get off the plane and get back on Air Force One because that's the plane. You should fly on So if you're Donald Trump Then don't fly on United Aircraft Just fly on our own plane Air Force One And if you think about it some more You may think that you need to get a new week Um, yeah He's got this really creepy look on his face right now. He's just kind of like, I don't know if you're trying to pick me up or you're wanting to kill me. It's been quite some time since we've been able to bring this person on the show because apparently our Canadian quota is filled every week by the female side of things. But because it's 2019, everything has to be equal. Well, sort of. Uh, we thought we'd bring back the male Canadian perspective. It's Colin Hilding. Welcome back to The Brink. It's been forever. How are you, good sir? I, I thought I was banished from this show. Um, I've been replaced, but apparently not. Mallory's now been banished. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm decided to become sexist again. Um, let's go on something <laughs> to change. Um, but I thought we could talk about two things. Very Canadian, of course. We always talk about hockey and Justin Trudeau. Uh, let's talk about hockey first. <laughs> um, the better looking of the two. Uh, yeah. We are getting rapidly close now to playoffs for season 2018-2019. We've already had some teams securing their playoff spots, including some very dear to our hearts. But uh, what's what's the general consensus right now from yourself as a Leafs slash Jets slash Lightning slash whatever fan? How, how are you feeling right now heading into the playoffs? Well, I mean, my three teams are the Leafs, the Islanders, and the Lightning. And all three are in the top uh, spots in their divisions. And then, of course, the Jets being the local team, they're top. And then you get Calgary in there, who's top out of nowhere. Uh, And and just seeing the amount of Canadian teams that are likely to make the playoffs, it's crazy. Because I think Montreal's kind of right on the bubble there. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a very good year as long as... Canadian teams don't blow it like they have for the last 26 years now, um, which I've always said as uh, 
I think I mentioned even last year, you know, every single year it's like, well, Edmonton might do it this year. Calgary might do it. And I always say as much as I love like Toronto and I'd love to see Winnipeg win, if Montreal could be of all teams the one to pull it off 26 years after they were the last Canadian team to win, I think that's hilarious. Uh, so in a weird way, I'm kind of hoping Montreal does make the playoffs. But I mean, we're now, what, less than 10 games away and most of my favorite teams are in there, Washington being another one. Uh, it's going to be fun when the playoffs start. It's going to be, you know, murder on my schedule because I'm just going to be watching it around the clock, though. It's even almost as funny as uttering the sentence Vancouver winning a Stanley Cup, but that's not yeah. going to happen. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, the only Canadian teams look like they'll miss out. I mean, Ottawa is not going to make it. Uh, nope. Vancouver, not going to make it. And Edmonton, Edmonton. not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's be honest, they're the three Canadian teams that no one likes anyway. But... Um, <laughs> But I mean, look, I'm I'm quite happy. Calgary doing quite well. Um, oh. Sad, I can't say the same for Anaheim. They've had a pretty rubbish year, which is a bit of a shock from what I've been uh, reading. But they've been making some bad decisions. But I mean, Calgary. I, I when I was in Winnipeg, I bought hockey news. I bought the preview for this season, and they said they were like, uh, they were like, a Canadian team will win the Stanley Cup this year. They said it will either be Toronto, Calgary, or Winnipeg. Um, so it kind of seemed like they were pretty high on that, but Calgary, is it a shock for most people? Because, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. It's great for me, but, uh, they weren't predicted by many to do this well this season. I don't even know the last time they made the playoffs. I mean, I'm struggling to, oh, okay. I mean, they didn't do much (laughs) in the playoffs that year though, did they? No, Anaheim knocked them out both years. They last made it, I think. So I was kind of, uh, you know, covered both years, but yeah. But, I mean, what is exciting about Calgary is that, you know, when they made the Stanley Cup Finals, well, it was a little over 10 years ago. I mean, that was the closest I think we ever came to winning since Montreal won, we like, in 93. We should have won. Goal was a goal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it's heartbreaking, I know. But, uh, Stupid I mean, lightning. The better, team, you, Tampa the better team did win. Sorry. <laughs> Which, which honestly, this is always sort of the thing. Do you root for the team that is uh, a Canadian team is in they play out of Canada, or do you root the team with all the Canadian players? And I, I was happy at the time because the Lightning had so many Canadian players on it. Uh, but, I mean, I, like everybody else, I was totally rooting for Calgary. And I, I think Calgary, Ottawa, and Edmonton and Vancouver have all made the Stanley Cup Finals within the last, like, 15 years and we had like the Jets make the conference finals, and like you said, you know, Toronto being a, a, a good lock. I mean, Calgary is the one team that I don't think anybody expected. But also, when they came closer than any other Canadian team to winning it, I don't think any, many people expected them to get past the first round that year. So that's kind of sort of the the way the Jets were last year, the underdog team, where it's like, whoa, look at what happened to the Jets. How do they keep winning? That could be Calgary this year. Although I kind of have a feeling that their lack of playoff experience is going to come back back to bite them. Like I'm 100% behind Tampa Bay winning this year, just because if you look at, you know, the standings uh, they've got the only team in the whole league with over a hundred points and they've got 120 right now. I mean, they're looking to lock one of the most victorious seasons in NHL history. And also I predicted them to win last year and they didn't. And the previous year, I predicted Washington to win, and they didn't, but then they won last year. So I think I'm just one year behind in my predictions. Uh, So whoever I predict to win this year, which I also predicted Tampa Bay last year, no, my math doesn't check out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've wrecked it. Uh, Let's just say Tampa Bay's winning. But uh, Calgary, they're they're either going to be that upset team like the Jets that goes really far and almost takes it to the finals, 
or their lack of playoff experience, they're going to pull a 2017 and whatever other year and just be knocked out first round. Well, I keep watching. I mean, I actually am watching a lot more games this year because I've actually bought the full season pass and I've also got that for the Raptors in the NBA. And it's, it's interesting the similarities, I think, between Calgary and the Raptors because they're both overall in the competition sort of second best and I'm kind of always looking um, in the NBA to, for the Bucks to keep losing and then for the Lightning to keep losing in the NHL. But the difference is, every time I look, the Lightning never seem to lose. Uh, and every single time the Bucks seem to lose, the Raptors seem to lose. So it's kind of, you know, it's just they're destined to both be second best, I think, in both of them. Um, but, destined to always be losers. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just, I'm just not used to my team's winning. This is the thing. And I don't know how to cope because you kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, they're winning. They should win everything. And when they lose, you're like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. It's like, Ben, they're still leading the, you know, the division or the conference. Mm-hmm. How? How, but as a Leafs fan, like, I mean, God, this must be just the worst point in life to be a Leafs fan, right? When you're actually decent and you're about to head into the playoffs. Because when was the last time the Leafs won a series? Well, uh, <laughs> all right. Here comes a little rant for me. Um, the Leafs constantly take shots because they have the longest drought ever uh, of a team winning the Stanley Cup. Because I think they're at like 50 years now since they last won a Stanley Cup. Uh, But in all honesty, there are at least two or three teams that went longer than that. And when they last won, there were only six teams in the league. So therefore, all the teams that sort of came in the next year have gone just as long, except that they've never won. So I'll I'll always cling to that when people take knocks. When was the last time the Leafs won? I'm like, well, well, at least they did win. I meant more in a case of when they last won a series, like as in like a... um... Oh, a playoff 2003, yeah, 2004. Was, I'm looking here. 2004, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When they beat uh, the Senators. And I mean, they've they've only made it a couple times. But of course, the Islanders, my second favorite team. I mean, when was the last time they won a series? Uh, so I, I I like rooting for the underdogs. Um, but I mean, last year they were up against Boston. That was a tough one. Uh, the year before, I think they lost to Washington, but they came like so close. I think. When they played Washington two years ago, they went to Game 7, and they had the all-time record for the most overtime periods that any in any series in NHL history. I don't even remember what it was, like seven periods of overtime in like the first few games. Uh, and no, So basically, they played more hockey than any team had ever played in a single series, and then they lost to the number one team in the league. Uh, but, I mean, this year... As long as it's not like it's been for like the last week and a half where they seem to be losing like seven to one, five to one, six to one, uh, they're not on the best roll at the very moment, but they're still, you know, one of the top teams. I think they're definitely top 10 teams in the league. I mean, they're the fourth in their conference right now, so it could be good for them. I do want to also mention really quickly um, they have this uh, the secondary show, which I have been to before. Uh, like the main show for hockey, like our Monday night football is Hockey Night in Canada on Saturdays. Then on Sundays, they have a show called Hometown Hockey where they have like a mobile studio that goes to different cities and they'll broadcast like straight out of a trailer, you know, with like a glass background. And you're you're in the crowd in the background. You can watch the game on a big screen there as they're kind of doing the intros to the show and getting interviews. And I was at that last year uh, when I was here in Winnipeg. This year they had it from Steinbeck uh, when they came to Manitoba. And I think that was two weeks ago we went. Uh, and they had a couple of players. One player, Dave Ellett, who used to play for the Jets in the 80s that you know Casper and I got to meet. Uh, the second one was Colton Orr, who's from Winnipeg, but played for the Maple Leafs. So, I mean, this was my first chance to ever meet a Maple Leaf. And uh, I, I'm going to send you now the picture because 
I'm like not a super tall guy. I think I'm maybe like five eight. Um, but this guy, a couple inches taller than me. I want you to look at this picture, and then look at his height, and then I want you to look at his hands because this is the most freakish thing I've ever seen in my life. And if there oh, is God. a way to look up, it's crazy. He's got the hands of the Incredible Hulk, but That's he's like scary. maybe six feet. I know. <laughs> It looks like one of those I, um, when you see like a deformed piece of garlic. <laughs> or like, do you have it there where like there's a disease on a tree and it just grows yes. like these giant growths on it? <laughs> I, think he needs I to don't go know to a what hospital. it is. Yeah, he's an average sized guy. But I had to show you that picture because a it was great to meet my first ever time meeting uh, a maple leaf. Uh, but I've never seen hands like that in my life, and he's not even that tall of a guy. Um, How are you wearing your capital uh, shirt, not a maple leaf shirt, the day you meet a maple uh, leaf? <laughs> well, uh, they it was the game they were showing that they were broadcasting was the Jets and the Capitals. Uh. So I'm like, oh, I'll go and I'll support the Capitals, mostly because the only Jets shirt I have. Jamie has decided to wear as a, a pregnancy shirt, and she's now stretched it out to a maternity shirt. And I didn't want to look like I had a baby bump. Right, right. I can tell you that the Islanders last won a uh, uh, round back in actually 2015-2016. They beat the Florida Panthers. Gee, they made the playoffs. Um, but before that, you have to go all the way back to 1992-1993. When uh, they lost in the conference finals to the Canadians, I'm just looking quickly at the the current matchups if they were to end as of the, at least the time of recording this. So Tampa Bay would play Montreal. There's in your round one. Calgary would do Colorado. Toronto would have Boston. Uh, Washington would have Carolina, and Winnipeg would have Dallas. So that's and the Islanders would have Pittsburgh. Just kind of looking at some of those other teams there. So that would be interesting ones. Um, I actually, in when we were in Melbourne last weekend, a couple of hockey little moments. We Mallory was in a shoe store, shoe store trying on shoes, funnily enough, and a guy walked past the store wearing a Maple Leafs jersey. So I yelled out really nice. loudly, "Leafs suck!" <laughs> like, he kind of like he just kept walking, but then all of a sudden he came back, sort of looked in and stuck his finger up at me. <laughs> and then I saw like a, I think I saw somebody wearing a Canadians hat. But then when we were in the grandstand. On race day, because uh, Mallory and I basically spent an hour traversing Melbourne trying to find Canadian flags so we could be the only ones in the stand supporting the Canadian driver, who did quite well. Um, and so this guy sitting in front of us who had been there for like three days, we'd heard him speak, and I thought he was American because he also looked like Steve Carell like from the side. Um, and he eventually obviously saw the flags and was like, oh, you know, I'm from Canada. And it's like, oh, sweet, where are you from? And it's like, oh, I'm from Winnipeg. <laughs> so we we got talking to him and actually that day the Jets had beaten the Flames and I'm like, oh, I'm not happy with you. He's like, why? And I'm like, your team beat my team this morning. Don't talk to me. He's like, well, the Jets are doing well this year. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> you all look the same. Um, but outside of hockey, um, apparently you've got an election this year, uh, as does yeah. Australia, which I'm not allowed to vote in, but that's another story. But apparently uh, Mr. Mr. Goodbum, Mr. Trudeau, um, not not Mr. Good Fortune right now. What's happening? Why do people like Justin? What's Justin done, Colin? Um, so uh, it's it's kind of a it's very complicated to get into the whole situation. But uh, Trudeau, who you know, of course, was big on the attack when he took in about you know corruption and politics, has found himself very much at the center of a corruption scandal himself because there was this um, uh, court case against this corporation called SNC-Lavalin that was a trial on corruption and fraud. And this big business 
Um, this is by the claim of the attorney general who said that Justin Trudeau had pressured her to basically intervene and th- essentially throw out the case, the corruption case against this big business, uh, which you know is obviously meddling in uh, things that you're not allowed to meddle in. And uh, there are other other claims of him basically saying they were he was pressuring them to interfere in this court case uh, to save this big business. And this has actually caused members of his cabinet to step down and basically say, hey, we're not giving up our seat, but we're no longer have no faith in being part of his cabinet. So, I mean. Obviously, you have a very similar political system to us. You know, if you have, say, a minor, they have a majority government. But if you have a minority government, you could have all the opposition saying, well, we have no faith in the prime minister and their leadership. So we're going to band together and sort of call for a new vote. This is at the point where the people closest to him are stepping down and saying, we're no longer going to associate with him. What he's did is wrong. And of course, he's saying, well, I didn't do anything. But there's a lot of claims against him. And it's resulted in him very quickly having one of the lowest approval ratings uh, in Canadian political history. Wow. And at this point, it's pretty much speculated he went from having a lock of a second term. This all broke within the last couple of weeks. And now it's not only a speculation. It's basically almost like a given fact that if when the election comes up in the fall, he's all but guaranteed to lose. So, I mean, wow. Probably the quickest anybody has ever flushed their political career down the toilet, uh, and it's happened within four years. And, and that's crazy for a guy who had that much popularity. And you know, granted, there's there's always sort of been the criticism that he was voted in because not necessarily just because of his looks, but also because he had a famous father who was like the most popular prime minister of all time. I mean, it would be like if JFK Jr. ran for office. Well, there's no way he's going to lose. That's kind of what Justin Trudeau was. But yeah, it's it's actually really shocking the heat he's taking for this, which I think is justified based on like the claims against him. Uh, but just how quickly it's all fallen apart. Like it, it's this this is like Australian politics. Like our leaders can't stay in well, power for more than like what a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I mean, in all fairness, uh, a couple of weeks is a long time in Australia. Like I mean, God, uh, <laughs> our elections are thinking like two months and we're going to have our third prime minister in 12 months so um, oh. the current guy's not going to win so um, yeah. well, um, then let's just say Trudeau had a really solid run didn't he? Did. he? <laughs> well the, 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 the interesting fact about Australian politics is that no Australian prime minister has served a full term uh, since 2007 when John Howard got what? voted out so there was, the election would have been 2004 to 2007 uh, that was the last time an Australian prime minister has actually lasted a full term so uh, that's well, been more than I mean, a decade. No Australian Prime Minister yeah. this decade has lasted a full term. Is it like because of minority governments? Is that the issue? It's just because people get panicky and just the parties vote them out really quickly. It's it's not really minority governments because we only had the one minority government in that time. Uh, it was ju- It's just a case of how our system works, similar to yours, is just that you know, an opinion poll will come out and all of a sudden the government will be like, oh, fuck, we're not going to win the election election. Oh, we're to put somebody more popular in. So let's get rid of our leader and put someone else in. And then last year, fuck, I couldn't even tell you why last, why Malcolm Turnbull got dumped. I think it was something to do with some policy or something like that. And then the guy who put in the challenge didn't even win. It was a third guy who wasn't even on the ticket got put put in as prime minister. So the guy who called the challenge didn't even win. <laughs> so... And now we've got this guy in control who basically thinks he's, like, the blokiest casual Australian there is. He puts out these, like, really cheesy videos, like, going, like, 
G'day. I was just sitting around thinking about this and thought I'd make a video. It's like everyone just makes these parody fun videos at him because he's just such... He's just one of those try-hard dads who are trying to be cool. And you're just like, Dad, stop it. You're not cool. Like we're going to be, basically, yeah. right? <laughs> so who's going to be the next we prime, minister? prime minister? We could be prime minister. Are you yeah. the next prime minister of Canada? Is that how it's going to work with Trudeau not going to win? You know, I'll be Prime Minister of Canada. You'll be Prime Minister of Australia. We'll have a really enjoyable six weeks at the top for both of us. We'll just be selfish people. Like, everyone has to listen to the podcast. It's it's mandatory law. Um, I think we I will think... interfere in all of the fraud trials against the <laughs> Oz Network. You're going to brush us under the rug. Nobody let's, even heard of it. Let's be honest. We all want a prime minister like Jacinda here in New Zealand. Now that I'm living here, just just you, surely you've seen all this stuff that's been happening with Jacinda recently. How how amazing this woman is. Uh, I don't know if you know much about her, but does does the Jacinda love seep much into Canada at all? No. Actually, oh, really? I'm Googling. <laughs> I'm Googling as you're saying that. You will see um, all the stories about New Zealand Prime Minister. Obviously, after the tragedies that have happened here, it's kind of just... Uh, she's just just gone above and beyond. And, um, well, yeah, just incredible. incredible. An incredible leader is just in it. Even I'm, I'm noticing back home in Australia, there was a thing somebody posted on Facebook where it was like, this year's election, preferred Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, 5%. Bill Shorten, 5%. Jacinda Ardern, 90%. She's 38 years old? Like, yeah. can you imagine anybody being the leader of a country? And I, I mean, I struggle to think about somebody being the leader of a country at that age. Yeah. No, well, she, I mean, go back and listen. This is just a plug for our old episodes of The Brink when Nick used to talk about this a couple of years ago during the New Zealand election and how complicated it was for her to even become prime minister. But, uh, yeah, she's, even before uh, what happened in Christchurch, she was, I think, pretty popular and she'd done great things. She she went on Stephen Colbert randomly, like she kind of just was that type of, you know, person out there. That really, I think she's the new Justin Trudeau now, let's be honest. Like, Justin <laughs> Trudeau, you, you're so two years ago, mate. Now everyone loves Jacinda. You are, she is the it leader in the world. Well, Jacinda, if you ever get tired of Ben and sheep, Canada's got an opening. <laughs> It really does. It really does. Uh, anything else you want to add? Anything else exciting? You got become a father again? Congratulations! Uh, uh, yeah, we got twins coming uh, within uh, what are we at? Like now, a month and a half or something. So it's going to get pretty busy here and pretty noisy. The next time uh, you hear from me, you're probably going to hear about three screaming kids in the background. So look forward to that. And four if Jamie's watching Keanu, probably. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's how it generally works. Uh, Colin, always a pleasure. Thank you very much, and go Flames. And go Jacinda. All right, it's time to close this all out and oot. get ready to oot. leave episode 99. Episode 99. I remember, now we'll talk a little bit about this next week, but I remember when I decided to bring back The Brink as a podcast and it was back in 2016 and I was about to go on a big, huge trip. Thank you for that. Uh, around the world, traveling around, wasn't planning on coming back to Tassie. Um, and it was a, a really different part of my life where I am right now. And it's it's crazy to think that here we are now, two and a half years later, uh, about to do a 100th episode of the podcast. It really should have been at the 100th episode quite some time ago if we were doing this weekly and kept kept that up but uh whoops you've you've been now involved uh i think you're approaching the 30 mark in terms of episodes hosted so you're rapidly closing in on lauren's record for most episodes hosted by a female so um you're doing well there but you're still 
quite significant uh, pace off, uh, becoming the second most uh, host behind myself. But uh, I'm looking forward to the 100th episode because we've sort of teased a few weeks ago that we're, we're looking at bringing back some of the old co-hosts of the show to sort of like, a, where are they now? And uh, we've contacted them all. And for the most part, we're organizing the majority of them. There have probably been one that won't happen for reasons which are probably kind of understandable, but we can maybe talk about that next week. But uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with some of these uh, people and having a bit of a gander and chat with them. Chat. Chat with them. Are you excited to be involved in the 100th podcast episode of The Brink? So excited. You, you really don't give two shits, do you? No, I'm looking at um, The Sound of Music 51 years ago versus now kind of thing. They're all old. I just want to point out that you really do remind me of Anthony because <laughs> Anthony had this glorious habit of sitting in the studio when we were hosting and just sitting on the computer and looking at stuff and realizing we were on air and just ignoring me. <laughs> and it was very unprofessional. It was me. very annoying. And you're literally 100% sitting there me. on your phone, ignoring everything I'm saying <laughs> Oh, I'm just looking at the sound of music 21 years <laughs> thing again. Blah, 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 Julia blah. Roberts is the only thing that... Julia Roberts? Yes. Julia Morris? No. No, Julia Andrews. Julia Andrews? Julia is Morris. Is? Yeah, you said Julia Roberts. Julia Andrews. I said Julia Morris, so I can't talk about Who's Julia Morris? She's an Australian comedian. She's great. No. We love her. It's the only one who looks even remotely the same. Um, because you were wondering. She's had a lot of work done, I think. She's got to be like 80 or something now, doesn't she, Julie? I will look Julie it Andrews. Up. I like Julie Andrews. She was in Aquaman. She was the voice of the giant dragon thing at the end. Did you know that? Yep. I did not. Now you do. Um, now I do. So anyway, the point was, point was 100th is... episode next week. I'm watching the frantic nine minutes to go in this uh, game. It's four on four right now. Calgary, Vancouver. And Calgary, one on one shot. Oh, he's bummed it up. She's 83. Oh, I told you she was in there. How do you bum that up? Even I could have scored that and I can't skate. Goodness me. Talking about me not paying attention. You're not paying attention Well, either. I'm not paying attention because you're not paying attention. And Calgary should have scored a goal there. We should be 4-1 up right now. But you're going to have a power play in just a moment because um, this is why you guys are just uh, fart-assing around uh, back in your zone. Here comes your blue. I, I really do like the Vancouver Canucks jerseys. They are beautiful. That blue, that green, that white, it really works well. And uh, I, you do have the best jerseys in the NHL. Oh, you've got a 19-second power play. All right, let's 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 see how you go here. Can you get it up to 3-2? You got a goal on a power play before your only goal was on a power play. But, uh, oh, you've taken our goalie out. There's a bit of an open net at the moment. Oh, you had a chance there. No. Nah. We're going to close it out. 2-1. Boom. You suck. Oh, I say that, and you're probably about to score here right now. Oh, well done, number seven by Calgary there. Just... Poke checks a puck away and prevents any scoring opportunity. You're really into this game, aren't you? Yes, <laughs> so much. We're losing. Well, that's a common theme for you. It's not. We've like... got more shots on goal this period, but we're still losing. Uh, I think you, that's uh, you've more. You've got 22. We've got 22 or 27. So I thought that was 32, was 32 and 27. No. It's a little bit blurry, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the relevant channels. Download and listen to the Oz Network as we have uh, at least four episodes a week to keep you entertained. Um, if you're a fan of Double Oz 7, we might have an episode eventually. Uh, <laughs> Eurovision's coming up soon, so Eurovision will be kicked off again, no doubt. 
qualifying lap exists. We really want to reboot that eventually as well. Off the podium somewhere, but, you know, the Olympics aren't on at the moment. There's not really a lot to talk about. And Mallory's breathing into the microphone. Oh, and the Ben and Mal Variety Hour, Wednesdays from uh, 8 p.m. Only on Radio Southland 96.4 FM. Singing happening again. You enjoyed that, didn't you? So much. You're going to enjoy doing it live this week on the radio? So much. So much. So much. It was good to have Colin on this episode. I just want to point that out. Have a Canadian who actually pays attention. So she's not listening, even when I'm bagging her out for not paying attention. Um, We appreciate you all listening. Thank you very much for tuning into The Brink. Until we next speak again, uh, keep sucking those oranges in ver- Bart. Inverbart, Hobart, 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 Hobart,